Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I have been through my own ups and downs with sobriety. And if you're listening to this, then you have taken the first step to making a change in your life and finding a community to help you through it. Now, let's start this journey together. Good morning, fam, and happy Wednesday. I am so sad and sorry that this episode is late. I thought I had it recorded, and when I noticed it hadn't posted yet, I freaked out. Turns out I didn't record this week's episode, and we just had elections here in Virginia yesterday. I know a couple of other states did as well, and I am exhausted. So I apologize for the late posting. So let's just get right into it, shall we? This past weekend in my meeting, I was chairing the meeting and I did not have a topic because one, I was late because two, I took too much melatonin. Can you see a pattern here? It's been a really long week getting ready for elections. So luckily, one of the other members had a topic and the past few weeks, he's actually had a very simple but poignant question that he's poised for topics. His question this week was, what's your favorite step? We all kind of sat back and there was a collective silence. Of course, not a single soul said step four through nine. Lord knows I wasn't going to say it. Lots of step ones and a few step threes. We have some newcomers in our meeting, which I love. Lots of babies under a year, and it's so awesome to see their growth. We have probably three or four people that are sober less than six months, which is really kind of neat. So as I sat back and waited for what people had to say, I tumbled around in my own mind what part of the program I love the most. And to be fair, I love it all. And I love to carry the message to other alcoholics who still suffer. Or just in general at the meetings. This is why I started this podcast. I want to help people. Give people a chance to hear what my sobriety is looking like so they don't have to feel alone. God often tells us what we need to hear in meetings. Especially the ones we don't want to go to. That's when he's the loudest. I love to talk about my program. I love the strength that's given to me. But what I truly love is the 11th step. Because the 11th step allows me to have that direct, constant contact with God of my understanding so that I can carry out his will for me. Without step 11, and of course all the steps before, I truly wouldn't be able to do step 12. While step 11 isn't the hardest, the most confusing, or the most difficult, it has the most meat to it. It has a lot in one step that needs to be broken down. Step 11 is three steps in one. The first step is sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand him. The second step is praying to him only for his knowledge of his will for us. And finally, the power to carry that out. So let's take a look at all that. It is a lot and it can be daunting. It can be daunting because not everyone at this point has subscribed to the idea or the notion of God or a higher power. But as I have discussed in previous episodes, there's no need for religious affiliation, belief, or subscription. The higher power can be the unity of AA itself. We do not ask that you believe in God. Just have a higher power higher than yourself. If you continually get stuck in the idea of, well, I'm not a Christian, this program won't work for me, I highly suggest you get in touch with another person and go over the steps in the beginning and read the 12 steps and 12 traditions. 
What you are doing is shortchanging yourself and your sobriety if you are unable to accept a higher power and stay objective to what the program can do for you and what it will allow you to do for others, which is the entire premise of AA, to carry the message. The hardest part is the first part because there is this preconceived notion that there is a right way to improve our contact with God, that it means prayer hitting your knees and crying out loud to God is how we need to do things. Sure, I mean, if that's what works for you and that's how you communicate with him, then shoot, go for it. I had a girl tell us in AA last week that her and her sponsor went to a meeting, I believe at like a Waffle House or something like that, and when they were done, she was going to do the third step prayer And her sponsor told her to get on her knees outside the (laughs) restaurant. And they were back by, like, the dumpsters. And she was like, oh, no, I am not doing this. And she ended up doing it. And it was awkward for her, but she ended up (laughs) doing it. And I love that story because my friend is one of the most stubborn people. And we are both really awkward. So for us to not want to do something that's awkward is so funny to me. The point of step 11 is a consistent growing spiritual improvement. We are never going to be perfect. We are never going to have reached spiritual deity status. Remember, we are not God. What we are doing is taking time out of our day to reach out to our higher power and make this personal connection. My connection to my higher power looks like this. In the morning, I read through my daily reflections as given to me by a friend at AA. His name is Brian. He was here on the podcast last week and he has this blog And he writes daily snippets on this blog of either quotes that he finds from other authors or poets, and he will write how that relates to him and his sobriety. They are absolutely phenomenal, and I suggest following the link on the podcast website to go to his blog. I also have my daily reminders that were given to us in the book from AA, my daily reflections, They're a reminder to me that I am an alcoholic, that I would run my own show if I could, and that God is going to be there for me facing today's problems. And most importantly, that I am not alone. I follow that up with Jesus Calling's Prayers, and it's a little orange book, and it's absolutely phenomenal, and you can get a new one each year every couple years. It's amazing how when I read those and take time for myself in the quiet of the morning and don't rush... It allows me to have those moments of remembrance of who I am and whose I am. I don't meditate long in the morning. I can't do that, truly. I am the world's worst morning person since I've had cancer. I take pills to fall asleep. I take pills to wake up. It's absolutely miserable. So in the morning, I just need enough to get me going and ask God to direct me. I have this gentleman in AA who's kind of like a grandfather to me, and his name is Chuck. And Chuck recently told me that one of the things that he does every single morning and every single night is to ask for God to release him of the bondage of self. That is something that I've added into my day starting in the morning and at night. And it truly is amazing how much that has an effect on my mental health. If I ask God to release me from the bondage of my own thoughts There is so much peace and serenity in that and something that I have absolutely started and taken seriously. For me, my conscious contact is an all-day thing, and when it's not, man, do I feel it. When I am not talking to God, when I'm up against a problem, at home, 
or in work or in life, the outcomes of those issues typically go very south very quickly. I need routine and organization and structure. As you grow in the program, you will learn that you do as well. As you become more intentional about working your program from top to bottom, the routine and organization become easier and easier. Part of my routine is those morning readings, seeing what AA has for me and what God's word is for the day. I also have to take time for myself to exercise, which I have said repeatedly in other episodes as well. When it comes to our mental health and staying healthy, diet, exercise, and time for yourself are vital to your sobriety. You can burn out by taking on too much service work, too much responsibilities at work and at home. We get it. You want to make up for being a shit person. I did too. I still do. I still feel like God's disappointed in me, so I work in overdrive to be a good person. But finally, that's slowed down. I've given myself grace, forgiveness, and understanding. Not me being a good person. I'm still a good person, but my driver perfection as it relates to my faith and forgiveness. I have learned to give myself grace. So when I'm taking 30 minutes a day to exercise, I am saying yes to myself and to my sobriety. Others will have different ways of connecting to their higher power as they understand them. For some, it's journaling. Writing down all those thoughts, getting them out of their head, onto paper, and expressing your struggles, emotions, and honesty. Others like to stick with the program and use all our mantras that we have for AA. One day at a time. Just for today. The serenity prayer. Hang in there. And good orderly direction. Small sayings that keep us focused and on track. Ever reminding us that these hard things, these struggles that we feel can be battled with good orderly direction or taking things one day at a time. I have met a few people who do this and the community and the mantras of AA and meetings are enough for them. And I'm in awe of them. For me, these things are there for support, but they don't work for me. You will find what works for you. Or if you have, then keep doing that. When I lay down at night and I take my inventory of what I did throughout the day, I always end in prayer. I'm not always good at it or remember to do it, but prayer for me is a discussion with my higher power about the things that I am thankful for. I also pray for things that I want for others and things for myself that I want, whether it's the chance to be happy, get that new job, heal from pain, or move on from a bad situation. In those times, I find myself sometimes begging or crying because I can get overwhelmed easily and I ask for things to be taken from me that I can't process them or handle them on my own. I just need the burden to be released. There is so much power in prayer and meditation. I have found that they are, as the big book states, they are an unshakable foundation. A large part of step 11 is releasing the self-will. As we have learned, a self-will run riot is a mess. Self-will can be motivating in the fact that it makes us want to attain things, But where it falls short is when we become unmotivated in unhealthy ways, which usually is happening in addiction. And it becomes my way or the highway, or doing things for others but expecting something in return. It's no longer an act of kindness at that point. It's selfish. It amazed me when I look back on how many things I did that I thought were good were just me trying to please everyone or myself. I was trying to make myself feel better. I was trying to look better or be appreciated because admiration and accolades meant more to me than self-worth or knowing that I was doing the right thing for the right or good reasons. I can be a very selfish person. It's sad. I know we all can be. I went so long in my life with 
the wrong love or no love, that I had no self-respect or boundaries and would do anything for love from anyone. I hate being hated and I hate not being loved. I mean, no one likes it, right? But I'm not different. I hurt. I take things personally and I love deep, fast, and hard, and this step makes me take a look at that. It makes me take a look at my internal struggle with acceptance and understanding who I am. This is why for me, the morning readings are so important. I know that when I am running the show, it's a shit show. So for me, I need to pray, connect, contact, meditate, and reach out to God. Because in the second part of the step, it states praying knowledge of his will, not ours, his. Or for those agnostics, the knowledge of the group. AA as your higher power. Our higher powers will look so different than ours. It looks kinder, gentler, and more genuine. It won't feel that way at first. It will feel cheesy and weird. At least it did for me. No one was going to buy this new version of me. I sometimes still don't buy this version of me because there are hurts and hang-ups that I will have that continue to hurt me. So for me, I want the pain to be gone. I have to ask God, What is your will for me? Do you need me to hurt a little longer? I don't like it, but okay, I will. I ask him to help shape my heart. I ask him to help me become less selfish to do things because I want people to see him in me. I don't want to be one of those Christians who say, I'm a Christian. I want people to see God in me so that I don't have to say it. I want people to see AA in me. I want those things so prominent in my soul and actions that people know by the way I carry myself. There will be no doubt that not only do I carry the word of God, but I also carry with me the program of AA. Of course, recognition is nice, but it shouldn't be the number one thing. And it shouldn't be because we need it. It should be because we are doing what is expected of us. Step 11 is about obedience to ourselves to God and our program. As we continue to pray, meditate, and work on ourselves, we do become more humble. We become small in comparison to our work. We become grateful for all the opportunities that we would never have had because of our program. If we are not any of these things, we need to continually work our steps. My sponsor always asks me if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And this usually comes when I tell her that I have been dealing with a lot at work or a lot at home or I have troubles with my spouse or friends or my son. If I show to her any angst at all, she will immediately go to, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? And usually it's one of those things. And it's why my program or spiritual connection is all out of whack. If I can be honest about what I'm feeling and ask for his guidance. If I am hungry, clearly I need to eat. And if I'm tired, I need to rest. In the big book, the chapter on step 11 is so powerful. And for those who say they don't know how to pray, read that chapter. It goes over meditation and prayers and conscious contact going back to the beginning of time. But the result is always the same. To improve that conscious contact with God. Once we have done that, Once we have quieted and humbled ourselves to speak with our higher power and listen for the message that we are to give, the action we are to carry out, 
or the person we are to reach out to, we ask for the power to carry that out. Oh, goody. (laughs) As if the first two parts weren't bad enough, now we have to do something about it. Yep, we do. And it does suck. It does. It's hard at first. I am so awkward and weird, but I love that about myself. But not everyone gets me. There are a select few who do, and they tolerate it. I'm not sure why, but they do, and I love them for it. But here we are at the crossroads. We are at the part where we have asked for our higher powers direction and guidance, and now we have the power to carry it out. I was worried because I was asked to help at a halfway house and run women's meetings coming up. And I said to my sponsor, well, what if I screw it up? And she laughed at me and said, you can't screw it up. All you do is share your experience, strength, and hope. And I asked God to get me more involved in AA in a large capacity. And he did that. And now that it's here, I'm like, oh, wait, just kidding. That's not what I meant. (laughs) But the joke's on me. My friend Melissa said to me last week at our coffee date, be careful what you ask for and be specific. She was tired of her job and wanted to work from home. So God made that happen. And to make that happen, he gave her husband a job in Kuwait. (laughs) And that story just kills me. I love it. So when you pray for things, when you ask for his will for you to carry out the program, make sure you are beyond specific in which type of way you would like to carry that out. If you are not worried, then don't be specific. I'm excited about this opportunity. I have never been in rehab or in a halfway house myself, so I'm excited to learn what they are like and how they run and how people do with them. I know that speaking out on sobriety is God's will for me. I have a friend who's a public speaker, and I never imagined being a public speaker, but the more work I do on myself and my program, I see that vision more and more. It's absolutely crazy. So I'm just waiting to see what happens. Having the power to carry out the will of my higher power is something that I need to work on more. I love the contact. I love the conversation and the growth. But the speaking out and the carrying out of what he wants is what scares me. I still have fear, especially in this environment and world where people are willing to cancel anything they disagree with. I found out recently that someone I respect and trust, their wife is in the program, and it made me all giddy. Not that another person was suffering, but that one of the people I truly look to and trust knew what I was going through, and they were eager to share my story with their wife. It made me happy, and I hope she is listening and enjoying this. Asking for the power to carry out his will is working. I'm starting to grow more and more, and so are my thoughts, my behaviors, and my feelings. The promise of step 11 is overall peace and serenity, and I think that's something I'm finally starting to feel. At least I'm starting to understand that my peace and serenity play a huge part in my ability to show my growth. I no longer fly off the handle or freak out about little things because of my spiritual awareness and the steps. Looking back at my inventory every day, giving my power over to my higher power and working my program. Even though I'm still stuck some days, my friends in AA, my higher power, and my program won't let me fail. The only way I can fail is if I give up on myself and I refuse to do that. And I hope that you never give up either. So I thought it would be really cool to end this episode on obviously not only my gratitude list for the week, but if you've been listening and reading and paying attention to the big book, the podcast, your sobriety, You know that there are a bunch of different prayers that go with any of the steps that we do. And I really, really liked the step 11 prayer because the step 11 prayer is actually what we consider the St. Francis prayer. So it's kind of really interesting to me that there are things that AHA has adopted 
And some of those things are other prayers from from saints. There have also been prayers from authors, poets, theologians, and I just absolutely love these prayers. And I love the fact that we have adopted them into AA. So the 11th step prayer is so perfect for what we just finished up with. And it goes like this, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. Where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand, to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one wakens to eternal life. I absolutely love that prayer. And I actually wanted to make sure that before I read it, that's actually the prayer that we use in AA. And it was really neat to find out that it was actually called the St. Francis Prayer. It's not that I don't do these prayers when I go through the steps. It's just that I'm a lot more intentional now about my praying. I'm a lot more intentional about my reading. And I'm a lot more intentional about how I run my program and my podcast. Another version of the 11th step prayer that I found is a little bit shorter and condenses kind of everything put together. Higher power, as I understand you, I pray to keep my connection with you. Open and clear from the confusion of daily life. Through my prayers and meditation, I ask especially for freedom from self-will, rationalization, and wishful thinking. I pray for the guidance of correct and thought and positive action. Your higher power, not mine, be done. And that's a really good one because there are agnostics and atheists that are in AA. And like I said earlier, not everyone wants to subscribe to, nor do they want to pray to a higher uh, higher power as they understand it as God. So the most important thing that we can do is continue to support one another, be there for another, and carry the message. How people choose to live the message or live out their sobriety is not for us to determine. So there are a couple of different ways that you can have the prayers done. And if you look them up on Google, they are not in the big book, not all of them. Um, So if you look them up on Google or you use some of the AA related materials, you'll find some of the uh, less, I guess, religious or faith-based poems that you can use for people who just aren't there yet. And I suggest doing that because there aren't people who subscribe to that. So make sure that you are being conscious of people and their willingness and efforts in the beginning when they get started and throughout their program. Remember what works for us doesn't always work for other people, but it will work if we work it and to keep coming back. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit shorter than normal. Um, I got a new microphone. I'm sure that you can tell the difference. I don't sound like I'm sitting in a hollow hallway screaming all by myself. And the reason that I have this new microphone is because of my sweet friend, Danielle. 
And Danielle lives out in Washington, and she is actually the one who helped me get this podcast started, who told me how I can actually get going in the podcast world, what is looked at, and how things are done in the podcast world. She's actually a social media manager, and she works for Snowflake Media Marketing, and you can find that on Instagram She actually has a lot of really good tips on there on how to manage your social media, not only for podcasts, but for businesses as well. She has worked with people like Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. She has done a lot of things for Facebook, Instagram, things along those lines. So she is very knowledgeable in the area of marketing and social media marketing and podcasting. So if you are ever needing someone to give you a consult, you can certainly reach out to her. Again, her name is Danielle and she's at Snowflake Media and Marketing. I can find a way to link it or at least share it on my Instagram account so that you can see it there. She is wonderful. Thank you, Danielle, for not only all of your support and love, but also for the suggestions, the products, everything that goes into making this a successful podcast I owe to you. I love you guys very much, and I hope that you have a really good weekend. I hope that you are enjoying the beginning of what I call Christmas season because it is officially November, and I know that's going to make a lot of you mad, but I don't care. That's a you thing, not a me thing, so you need to contact your higher power about that. Anyway, have a great weekend. And I look forward to sharing more experience, strength, and hope with you next week. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of A Sober Girls Podcast, where we talk about our experience, strength, and hope to give you a brighter future in recovery. Please do not forget to subscribe, follow, save, and download so you can hear next week's episode. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Sober Girls Pod and online where I put all show notes and information at a sobergirlspodcast.podbean.com. Also, soon you'll be able to subscribe to Patreon for additional features, so stay tuned. Until next time, fam, be well. Be well.